Hello and welcome to Cruise Club. We've got the Need the Need to Podcast. This is episode 45. Nope. This is episode 44, Tom Cruise Clip Show. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. We have covered every movie that Tom Cruise has starred in, every movie that he's had a supporting role in. However, he's done quite a few things. Well, not quite a few things. A handful of things that we have not covered yet. So we're sort of cleaning up the odds and ends here with the clip show. There are a few noteworthy clips. Uh, He has shown up here and there on a couple things outside of the feature film world. I think most notably the things we're going to check out are... Fairly recent stuff, but yeah, uh, for sure, should be fun. Well, you know what? Get ready for an adventure. It's that time. <laughs> so the link to watch these, if they're all available on YouTube, everything we're talking about today is available on YouTube. I put together a clip show playlist on the Cage Club Podcast Network YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. We don't use it for a ton of different things. Um, it's also linked on the show page for this episode at CageClub.me. So go there. We're going to go through in chronological order. Which is how the clips are arranged now, not when I sent my thing to Mike. So I apologize for that. But first up, Mike, we have Tom Cruise and John Bon Jovi, Young Guns <laughs> Cameos. So this is from 1988 and came out the same year as both Cocktail and Rain Man. Now, Mike, I've never right. seen this movie. What oh. is the context for this scene? Like, what is going on here? Okay, there are... Uh, how do I... Okay, so are, are the Young Guns good guys or bad guys? They're sort of... Well, they're like the family. We're like, we're rooting for them, but they're bad guys. <laughs> oh my God. It's like so Wild West, Fast and the Furious, now that you mention it. Wow, okay. Tom Cruise's good friend, Emilio Estevez, plays Billy the Kid. Billy the Arsonist? Billy the Arsonist, the kid. And he gets in with a group of cowboys called the Regulators who sort of run and protect a ranch and like their ranch hands. And it's kind of like that whole thing. And I believe like the guy they work for gets murdered, murdered in cold blood by Jack Palance. So okay. they're out for vengeance and revenge and all that kind of thing and at the end of the movie i guess they're protecting john locke from from something i can't quite remember it's been a while but like john locke like terry o'quinn yeah Ch- okay. terry o'quinn that's sort of like the last stand of the young guns there and it's like keith or sutherland and um, charlie sheen and b-list brat pack of the day i guess and uh yeah and i didn't i did not see cruise where, where whatsoever i mean he got the little guide there to show you what he looks like he's unrecognizable under that makeup yeah he's got the big old handlebar mustache and, and the sideburns and the cowboy hat and everything like this would definitely be you know if we were counting this this would definitely i think be up there at least in the running for best outfit wardrobe because it is <laughs> it's, it's incredible it's it's intense yeah i'm kind of surprised he wasn't one of the young guns but again it was probably like up for the charlie sheen role or something you know it's very similar kind of type but the important thing to note is that once again tom cruise dies in a movie <laughs> gets shot and killed in young guns which is so he's on screen for what eight seconds and he gets shot and killed yeah yeah there's a shot of him shooting because i did go back and eventually find the clip uh the actual frames and there's one a couple frames of him shooting a gun and then a couple frames of him getting shot and the one thing that went through my mind joey uh you know how like i was always about cage playing a cowboy like here we have Tom Cruise playing a cowboy. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you know, it happened. It's. I would say that we got it eventually, but we got it really early on. We just didn't do it. Yeah, just only in that little bit. Any other thoughts about Young Guns? I mean, again, it's an eight second. I didn't even hmm. watch the John Bon Jovi half of this. Oh, no, me neither. But definitely check out Young Guns 1 and 2. Uh, I, I was big fans of those when I was a little kid, for sure. Well, well the next clip is he, uh, Tom Cruise winning Best Actor Motion Picture at the Golden Globes for the Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, this is the same year as Days of Thunder came out, 1990. 
The award is given to him by Tom Selleck and Kim Novak. Mm-hmm. And the show looks so different. It looks so quaint back in 1990. It looks just like a bunch of people in a room. Because that's kind of what it was. Like <laughs> I don't think like they were really televising. Golden Globes weren't even really... Like I didn't really hear about them until after the year 2000, to be quite honest. With like you know, and mm-hmm. it's just been more and more as award seasons have grown and grown to the beast that it is, and uh, that they've sort of become second in line, I guess, to the Oscars now. We've got Ron Kovic in the crowd, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, I like that. Cruz very humble, naming lots of his support team. Yeah, uh, you know, going down the line, like you know, you can't sell this guy a pen, Joey. No, uh, he's got he's got that memory too. He's he like absolutely does. My only other note is that it kind of goes hand in hand with that. He looks, he says, I'm so nervous. And he kind of looks nervous. Like, this is not the same cruise that we're going to see in some of the later clips, even on this on this playlist, right? Like, this is, he seems like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, and it reminded me, too, when he said, like, my makeup team and all that. Like, he doesn't he doesn't ever really go full Kovic again, you know, right. like, uh, as far as, like, hard drama and biopic importance and all that kind of, and then makeup and everything. So, yeah. it was a whole, that early age of cruise revisited. Yeah. Well, we got two more award speeches that we're going to do, but any other thoughts about this one for Warren on the 4th of July acceptance speech? I think he said something about Mimi Rogers, like for all of her support. I, oh, I think his first wife. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's the only time I've ever... And later in the awards, uh, spoiler, he'll mention Nikki Kidman. So like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like a thing of his. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good. That means he's a thoughtful... It's not like, oh, I forgot to thank my wife. Right, right. Uh, so the next clip is the longest one, and the worst one and no through no fault of his own not the worst one but just <laughs> it's the frightening framus it is an episode of the tv show fallen angels i feel like this is a little bit of ptsd because mike when we you and i did <laughs> cinemakers steven soderbergh directed two of these so here's the here's a crazy thing right so this is tom cruise he's not in this he's directing this this is his directorial debut still to date the only thing he's ever directed so fallen angels like this neo-noir show for like two years in the 90s i think on like showtime or stars or something the first episode was directed by this guy phil jonow j-o-a-n-o-u mccracken no. <laughs> he is mostly known for directing u2 stuff like he did rattle and hum he's done a oh, lot yeah. of music videos like he's pretty close it looks like with u2 okay the second episode directed by tom hanks oh my god so we're, we're going back at some point a fucking third time our episode three is directed by steven soderbergh one of the ones that we covered i think probably the one that we were able to find because i don't remember that we could find yeah. the other one right, and then right. this is episode four and he directed this so like imagine you two guy then hanks soderbergh cruise like three of the first four three in a row would go on to be people that we would cover like this is for better or worse what this show is they attracted a you know a-list talent or up-and-coming a-list talent at least this is like the curse of, of cage club this this show i <laughs> like, know i don't know how this happened like oh my god the, the coincidence that you know three people that we decided to cover would be involved in this is just unbelievable. And I think my text to you put it so eloquently. Like, I can't fucking believe we're doing this again. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever watch another episode of this show. Well, we got one more in the chamber coming down later this year, so get ready for it. And you want to know something crazy, Joey? I think he's a good director. Like, this is better than the Soderbergh ones. Wow, okay. I liked it more. I think he has a better idea that this was more sort of tongue-in-cheek, sort of an homage, more of like, it felt more of like a send-up in a lot of ways, whereas like the Soderbergh ones felt like they were really trying to be hardcore, like kind of more serious. I was kind of left saying I liked his choice of shots. I liked his idea of 
of character and direction and you know he didn't write this right so like i think he did the best he, i think he did better than what you know the script asked for and everything i was like man it's kind of too bad he never went on and did a movie uh it would have been very interesting to see uh, what kind of material he would have chosen if he had like you know carte blanche just you know i want to do this so yeah because we had nicholas cage direct a movie we've had hanks direct a movie that we've covered and i think another one coming very soon like there's all sorts of examples of the people that were covering doing it but also you know to that point like wait did keanu direct manataichi yeah that's right he did right. and i enjoyed that a lot yeah but like yeah. charlize hasn't and i guess that's also maybe possibly the the women in hollywood having less opportunities that's a whole thing that we're not going to get into i don't think that shia has but like shia i can absolutely you imagine that movie yeah i thought he directed honey boy but he didn't and he just wrote it yeah yeah he just wrote it yeah but yeah most of the people we've covered have directed and you know for this to be the only thing is kind of a little lackluster and kind of disappointing because i think i don't know that i was blown away by it but there was you know it, it did kind of fly by i think Peter Gallagher in the lead is pretty good. I think that there is some fun stuff. It's it's weird. I mean, it's not good, but I think it's the show, right? It's just like the corny, yeah. like, and also it doesn't really age well, like a neo-noir in 93. I guess you could look at Red Rock West, which came out the same year, and that's a neo-noir, and that's great still, right? Yes. So, like, you can do it, right? It can still hold up, but just, I guess, in half an hour with the budget they have, who knows? Yeah, and I don't recommend people go, like, seek no. this out, you know what I mean? This is for, like, the hard, hardcore. Like, I guess if you're listening to this show and you're curious, go watch, like, maybe, you know, a couple scenes or something like that and you'll definitely get the idea it very very quickly here is the most surprising thing that my big takeaway from this right so i'm watching the opening credits and i'm like oh peter gallagher oh isabella rossellini oh john oh, riley i wonder, john if, that's, riley. I wonder hmm. if that's john c riley and i go on imdb <laughs> and i'm like no it's not it's john riley from general hospital and i was like oh okay that makes sense so halfway through the episode, Peter Gallagher comes upon a car with Isabella Rossellini and this guy driving. You don't really see him, but I'm like, this guy's voice a sounds voice. so much like John C. Riley. But like he's kind of covered up and he's not like wearing a mask, but he's basically like, you know, in a jacket and a hat and a scarf. We're like, okay. And then he tumbles down this hill, right? And it's like, oh, he's dead. And I'm like, that's weird. You know, I guess he was young back then, it might have been. But I was like, it feels like John C. Riley. But I look again on IMDB and I'm like, no, it's just John Riley. And I even looked on that John Riley. I'm like, is this his dad? Like, would it be like John Riley and John really? C. Riley? Dude. But then at the, you know, 20, 25 minutes into the episode, we cut to a room, like Gallagher walks into a room and it's John C. Riley. And I was like, wait, what <laughs> the hell is going on? So I yep. went on IMDb and I submitted an edit for yes. the episode. Cause I was like, I, I, yeah. you, you can like add an explanation. I was like, look, here's a timestamp thing in the YouTube video. I was yeah. like, he's credited as John Riley, but it's very clearly John C. Riley. Then I messaged Joe Two, my Too Fast and Forever <laughs> co-host, and also Wes Hampton, who is one of our nice. best listeners you, over there. You sounded the alarm. You yeah, lit, because, you because lit Wes the has tower. been in a battle <laughs> with IMDb because he wants to submit trivia about the Twinkie character in Tokyo Drift originally being like a racist nickname because it was supposed to be played by an Asian character, like mm-hmm. yellow mm-hmm. on the outside, white on the inside, or whatever, right? But then yeah. they changed it to Bow Wow, so the name didn't make sense but it's stuck and so wes has been trying like he has proof and he keeps trying to submit this as trivia to imdb and he keeps getting rejected so i was like look wes 
I just did this. We're going to see if this goes through if I'm banned too. So it's, you know, we're in a battle against IMDb. Just I, I'm trying to make the world a better place. One John C. Riley at a time. <laughs> that's an amazing story, Joey. Like that's right up there with sort of sometimes with your hair blindness to me because like I'm watching the show and I see John Riley and I just immediately somehow filled in the blank and I'm like, John C. Riley's in this? Awesome. Like I can't wait. And as soon as like I heard the voice, I was like, there he is, yep. Steve Brule. Like you yep. can't miss it. Uh, and then at the end, I was like, Yep, that's him. No doubts. Like he's in this episode. That's awesome. But I love this uh, this sort of quest to get the IMDb revised as well. So uh, how many years later this show finally had a purpose for someone to watch? Like twenty seven <laughs> years later, I'm like, you know, I, I got to make sure John C. Maybe John C. Riley's like, I don't want that on my IMDb. Like just get that out of there. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe Soderbergh burned all the prints of his other episode, and that's why it's not on. Like, Can YouTube. you imagine <laughs> if there's like in some other reality, there's you and like a version of you and me doing the John Riley, not John C. Riley, but the John Riley podcast, and they watch oh, yeah. this episode, they're like, he's not even in this. What the hell? So we're saving <laughs> them twenty nine minutes. That reminds me of Fringe. I want go rewatch friends we're like the second universe is just slightly off in those types of ways yeah so it just it's us but we're doing like character actors and it's like I, man can you imagine doing i was saying to joe on a reason too fast too forever we're getting wildly off topic but i was saying that because he's like we're running out of trash tv i was like what you got to do is you got to start watching soap operas and because like they're going to run out of episodes to air soon because they're not filming more now in the pandemic go back to the beginning like the way you're not supposed oh to watch God, like, go yeah. like the season one of days of our lives and watch like the six thousand episodes in a row can you imagine like you know john riley probably on a thousand episodes of general hospital or something and then being like okay you know we're doing this one episode at a time <laughs> it almost reminds me of that new uh, bonanza podcast on earwolf where they're just bananas for bonanza yeah <laughs> man go over, like over 400 episodes of that one show okay our next clip is the golden globes 1997 tom cruise getting the best actor in the motion picture comedy for jerry Maguire. Uh, this year he had no movies come out he was filming eyes wide shut because that would release a couple years later and the first thing is john Travolta is so awkward in introducing this category. That is John Travolta, man. That's I'm surprised he got Tom Cruise's name right. No, he's not that off yet, but I'm just saying, you know, it's almost become his thing is like, I can't follow like a script. Like, I don't know where am I? It's I'm, it's not my thing. It's like, then don't do it, John Travolta. Just stay home. You don't, no one's got a gun to your head. You know, it's it's this, this category has given some awards to some of the best actors in the history of Hollywood. Like this guy, this guy, and well, you know me. It's like, oh, Boy. I did want to, it did get me hungry for a movie uh, involving Travolta and Cruz, though. They never worked together. So, well, like, hmm. you know, the connect, there is a connection there. Because of the Jerry Maguire thing, Kelly Preston is Travolta's wife and she played Jerry's fiance. Oh, well, there's that. I mean, I was also saying Scientology. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't even, oh, do you think, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that, it's so far out of my mind at this point because I just, think of yeah. it as like a non-thing but like i was also thinking pilots at this point they're both pilots i wonder if they've ever Maybe. <laughs> like, crossed ads in the air that Kelly preston sex scene is nominated for best sex scene to so go vote in the cruises cage.me slash bracket cruise here thanks cuba and the entire cast he thanks cameron crow it's kind of a weird he's just like you took all these moments that people don't care about and you made something out of it i was like yeah like it's a compliment but it's also like a weird thing to say i think he was trying to say like you found 
something in the small moments of life kind of thing. And it's hard to capture that in a film. And it is hard to capture that. And I think Jerry Maguire is very good. Uh, the one thing I noticed is he didn't mention Lipnicki at all. I thought for sure no. he'd be like, in my little buddy, Lipnicki. I guess not. <laughs> I, poor guy. But he does say, thank you, Nick, at the end to Nicole Kidman. Gotta thank my wife. Thank you, Nick. And I, I think him and Cameron Crowe became like really close friends because uh, he ended up as a cameo uh, in uh, Minority Report as Men on Bus. Oh, true. Well, we're going to go back to Minority Report in a couple things for a moment, for a reason. But between now and then, we've got the final acceptance speech. This is Rock of Ages star Tom Cruise, what, just the way that the YouTube video is laid out, wins Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. This is from Magnolia. This is the same year that Mission Impossible 2 came out. Charlize and Affleck introducing it. I was like, that is... You know what that is. It's it's the podcast we were going to do, replaced by the podcast that we actually did. Plus, we covered that movie. That was Reindeer Games. Yeah. Two Rudy, versions. Rudy. She gets like hit by a truck and like off a cliff and shot at the end. Like she gets a triple death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, but you know, specifically, if you remember, like what I said, but like we were going to do the Ben Affleck podcast, some behind the scenes, yeah. and then we're like, mm, we maybe shouldn't, and we replaced it with Charlize. So to see them together to a podcast, another podcast that yeah. we did do in terms of Cruise Club, wow. You know, I feel, I mean, like Affleck, like you know, not that I'm like, hey, we should have done that. Like going back and looking at that list of films, of kind of, kind of glad, like we sort of dodged the bullet anyway we pivoted so fast on that like, that was hilarious well, i mean it was fun notably and we both noted this separately but uh, he's up against Haley joel osmond for the sixth sense and i was like he's lit nicky-esque just like a little kid basically you know just what, what we all know him from and i i'd be remiss if i didn't mention to people listening that i immediately created a meme out of that little shot and i said son of slow joey yeah because Slow Joey from Comedy Bang Bang, like he, you know, he could be if if Slow Joey had a son, you know, sixteen years later, probably like or eighteen years later. Ooh. Yeah, I think Slow Joey got with that mermaid. In. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what that kid would look like. It'd probably be fish on top and then human on bottom, knowing his luck. One thing I do want to point out: this is something that you mentioned earlier. You know, he's thanking his whole long list of people, and I was like, a lot of these names, I just heard these names. Like these are the same people. So he stuck with a crew. Like you know, his producers, his yeah. agents, probably his. You know, everybody that got him this thing, like he's thanking the same people and it feels like he's loyal to the people who are good to him, which I think is kind of a cool, commendable trait. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just reminds me that like there's an entire team behind each and every one of these actors that gets up there and accepts an award. And like most of the time I just tune them out, I guess, you know, at, at these speeches for the most part until like well, they go they're off not, the they're rails. Not you know. Exactly. You know, it's like their personal moments. But then, you know, when like Joaquin Phoenix starts talking about vegetarian you know what i'm saying like when yeah. they go off it's yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. now you've got my attention yeah. now this is what a speech is yeah it's pretty interesting like he's a very humble dude up there and it's not what i kind of expected i, I never watched him accept an award before so it was kind of fun watching these clips to be honest yeah for sure and he definitely gets more confident and more comfortable as they go on right like he's much better here at accepting it than he was for born the fourth oh, of july oh yeah by the third one he's like you gotta excuse me i'm jet lagged like i just got off a plate like i literally just got off a plate <laughs> If he tells that joke 15 years later, it's a very different meaning because it's like, yeah, you were just on and outside of a plane in Rogue Nation. Like, it's a different thing. So like, they were laughing for one reason, but I was laughing at it like, oh, yeah, different thing. He thanks Paul Thomas Anderson. He thanks the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Go check out P.S. I Love Hoffman. He's like, I was almost in the scene with Julianne Moore. And then they cut to like somebody. I don't remember who they cut to, but it's like it's another woman who's not Julianne Moore. I was like. Why would you cut to her in the crowd? Like, that's a weird. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But uh, he also talked about 
being in a scene with Jason Robards, which yep. that's awesome too. Mm-hmm. And then he th- once again thanks Nicole Kibben, who once again I guess is not there because she's shooting. And I'm just thinking like, oh, they're like a year away from a divorce. Like I wonder if like I wonder if she actually was shooting or just like I'm not going to your fucking award show. <laughs> well, and they had kids, so she you know that's that too. Like maybe she'd be like, someone's got to stay home with the kids, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Plus, like he's sounded like he was just going from one movie set to another at that point yeah. so. uh, the next clip is tom cruise is austin powers in austin pussy gold member hd so this is the same year as yeah, my Report, 2002 oh okay uh i saw this in theaters did you see this in theater i've never seen this movie you've never seen this so i gotta know the context about this for you but let me just briefly say that i went to the movies with my sister and two of her friends to see this just like on a whim the year it came out that that summer and this opening happened right is this the beginning of the movie this is the opening of the movie this is the cold open and it starts and i'm like i didn't really want to go per se you know i was like i'll go whatever but i was kind of over austin powers at that time and this opening i was like okay what the hell's going on here like this is pretty sweet and then he takes the helmet off and it's tom cruise and like all of us are like what the fuck (laughs) is going on like this is way before i don't even think i had internet what year was this 2002 like like i was in dial-up mode at this so i wasn't like going to ain't it cool news i wasn't watching lots of trailers you know or any of that kind of thing yet and so like this was the genuine surprise and like a total shock and it was like still one of like the coolest things that i saw at a movie like you know as a teenager or something it feels like the kind of thing that they could probably keep as a relative surprise because like the clip is like four minutes long he's in probably two and a half or three minutes of it but like it's really clearly only him for like a couple shots so he was probably there for like an afternoon and they were probably able to kind of keep it hush hush and so i'm i I would imagine they didn't let anybody know i was that my biggest surprise here was that spielberg because he's on the same set with spielberg i was like i guess this must have been before their fallout because remember after war of the worlds like after you know i'm in love with katie holmes oh yeah yeah they had like this big blow up but like they're making minority report together they're probably like you know maybe the next lot over maybe they're just on the studio and they're just like hey yeah we'll swing by for a cameo sure yeah and if you notice too it also like you know they have to keep quiet kevin spacey danny devito and gwyneth paltrow and if, and if you notice tom cruise and gwyneth paltrow are in a shot together gwyneth paltrow and steven spielberg are in a shot together but nobody else is in a shot together so like they very clearly kind of shot it in pieces and you know reverses and things when they could and like even mike myers is not in the same shot as steven spielberg he becomes he becomes like an extra that starts doing like backflips I mean, the, the clip cuts by then but like steven spielberg i think if memory recalls like turns into an acrobat and flips off screen <laughs> as the music starts i was thinking so this is like a very mission impossible style opening to this movie and i was like but it's very british like they have the british car and it's all the austin towers imagery and i was like but isn't just like a british mission impossible it's not just bond like it's just like i get like it's it's a joke that it's like hey look it's mission impossible but i was like it kind of just feels like bond which is just well, a you know that's who austin powers was you know making right, a parody yeah, yeah. of like the gentleman spy kind of thing before kingsman made it cool again and everything and I think what they're going for at this point is just like, did you ever see Pee-wee's Big Adventure? No. Nope. You've never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Mm, then I can't really <laughs> ruin this reference for you, but I guess I can. At some point in the movie, they're making the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure, okay. and, and Paul Rubens, who plays Pee-wee Herman, is recast as like a really hot buff dude, you know? And like, I think that's like part of the joke here is like, who would you get to play Austin Powers in real life? Well, like if you're making a Hollywood film version of it of course you'd get tom cruise because right. he looks nothing like him or anything like that and so like i think that's part of the uh the joke there i love it <laughs> you gotta see Pee 
Disney's big adventure, know, dude. It's, I it's know. Amazing. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about uh, Goldmember? Michael Caine's really great in it, but uh, it's not my favorite Austin Power. That's like the best part for sure. It's like gotcha. that opening, boom, they grab you by the balls and then they just like gradually release it as <laughs> the movie goes along. Gotcha. And I know that Scott Aukerman is in there, right? As a young Michael Caine. Wait, really? Yeah, Holy he, whatever, shit. Whoever Michael Caine plays, uh, Scott Aukerman's a young Michael Caine. Oh my God, really? Wait, he kind of looks like the, now that you say, I'm going to have to watch that again, but now that you say that, he, there's a young Dr. Evil in there and that kind of looks like Aukerman too, but. Dude, if he plays young Dr. Evil, that is amazing. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watching old member. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be like fast forwarding. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we transition into the late night talk show era of this playlist. And the first one up is Tom Cruise test driving a Red Bull Racing F1 car from 2011. This is the same year that Ghost Protocol comes out. And this, my first thought here is that I regret never having gone to an F1 race when I was living in Austin. Because like there's a whole F1 racetrack just outside the city. And they have like the Grand Prix or whatever the big event is there, I think every year in October. And I never went in that, you know, regretting, especially now, you know, I mentioned, mentioned earlier, but like in pandemic, like, taking for granted all the things that you just assume that you're always going to do. Like, I yeah. wish I went. I wish I went because it's so cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to that as well. I, I had a friend whose dad does, like, the drag race stuff, but not in those. Uh, they do F1 stuff there as well, but I don't know. I was always into that that shit, and it just looks so cool. And it's amazing how – this is what I – okay, so this is my observation is when they're explaining – how to drive the car to Tom Cruise. It's like, yeah, he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then he's got it. Like he just yeah. goes off and he's like, the guys are like, he's performing better than like some professionals their first time behind the wheel and stuff. And that's hilarious. It's just like how well he knows what he's doing. Cause the guy's like, you know, if he just does it, he's, if he stayed at this for a few days, he could be running some really good times and they show in the bottom line. They're just like, Oh yeah. He just cut 11 seconds off his lap time. And that might not mean, but he might've had like a really slow lap and he got like a less slow lap. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, we see him spin out, but they even compliment that. They're like, you know, he knew what to do with, he knew how to like, recover from that which is really cool but then the crazier thing is that he goes into a <laughs> helicopter and then they call it a loop but it's basically like a backflip in the helicopter like he just yeah. but he's like quizzing the helicopter pilot he's like okay what's that do like how do you do this how do you do this i'm just like he's always learning he's always looking at how he can do master something else you know what i mean i didn't even know that was like possible in real life like i'd seen it in like a movie or something like as a stunt and everything but doing a helicopter loop like that like seems stupid like it seems dangerous to the sketchy to the point of like why what but then it came into my mind like when you're tom cruise at this point where he just did like mission impossible five like what does it take for you to have fun now you know like he comes out of that that f1 car and he's like oh i wrote that down too yeah oh boy was that fun and he's like what else you got almost like look on his face and that's when they give him like the helicopter ride and he's like oh man that was fun Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, what does it take? <laughs> I followed that train of thought in the skydive video that we'll get to. I was just like, how do you, like, scratch that itch? Like, when you're jonesing for the next adventure, like, on literally on Fallout, we talked about how he did, like, they did 106 takes or 106 jumps to get the three takes, but he was doing five a day. And, like, he did probably hundreds, if not more than a 1,000 on Fallout alone. Like, when jumping out of a plane becomes normal, like, what do you do for that, like, a, like the adrenaline? I don't know. I guess that's why he's doing his own stuff in his films because films probably were like having fun at work and now it's like I got to pump that up and like oh I could combine this work stuff and get sort of my fix my adrenaline fix yeah, there yeah. well so I do really want that 
TC helmet. Like they make like a custom helmet for him to, to, to drive the car around. And she's like, this. Oh, yeah. She says TC in the front. I'm like, that's really cool. Tom Cruise, baby. The next clip is Lip Sync Battle with Tom Cruise. Before Lip Sync Battle was a TV show, I think, or maybe the same year it became a TV show. Uh, this is on Late Night Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, whatever it is, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, his first song is Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd, which is fine. It's okay. It's all right. It was okay. Uh, here's the thing about this lip sync challenge. I've never seen it before. Any of the clips or just this clip? No clip. I've never wow. seen a clip of lip sync challenge. Like I used to like Jimmy. F- I think the Tonight Show is cursed. Like I liked Jimmy Fallon. I used to watch him on Channel Four late night and stuff. And then as soon as he got to the Tonight Show, I couldn't bear wow, okay. it. Kind of with Leno. Like everything Leno's done outside of the Tonight Show. Like I kind of love. Like I love his car show. I like his stand up. Uh, but I can't stand like headlines. You know. <laughs> Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. I mean, like, I've seen a lot of lip sync battle because the show was really fun, you know, hosted by LL Cool J with Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen there. And early on, they had, like, huge names. Like, not like, not not Tom Cruise size, but, like, huge names, right? And then as they've gone on, they're like, well, now we're doing, like, two people from this MTV show. I'm like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. And, like, even right. if the performance is cool, I don't really care. But early on, in, like, the early days of Lip Sync Battle, like, I would say, if you enjoy this kind of thing, just go through Lip Sync Battle and find celebrities that you like, and they're fun to watch. They're easy ah, to watch. Okay. They're quick. You know, each episode is half an hour. You know, they do, like, a, a quick song up front, kind of like what they do here, which is, like, they perform a song, and then there's like a more of a theatrical kind of thing. Like on the show, they go way bigger, but in this, you know, they do a little bit bigger. But yeah, I mean, if you if you find people that you like, Jimmy Fallon and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Stephen Merchant came up with this idea. And they oh, used to okay. do it on the show every couple of months, and then it just kind of took off and became its own thing. Just how like Carpool Karaoke mm. became its own thing for James Corden, like this became its own thing for Jimmy Fallon. So uh, I think I got the two sort of confused and combined and intertwined gotcha. in my head where I was expecting Tom Cruise to start singing the song that was The weekend or whatever yeah. in my head, and then he didn't. But I, I still, like, I dig the concept. I think I will go and, like, see if there's any any celebrities that, like, I want to see pantomime all this stuff. I like Joe Levitt. I, I would go check out, like, the early years of this sure, yeah, yeah. and everything, and then see an LL episode as to see how big they've sort of made it and everything. Yeah. Channing and Jenna, before they got divorced, did one that was really good. So I would say, check that one out. That was really good. Jimmy Fallon does Undercover of the Night, and then Cruz comes out, and they start doing old-time rock and roll. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, And they Jimmy Fallon's like, that's not fair. Like, it's clearly big. He's like, that's not fair. You can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. But I really wanted to see that, because like that's just, you know, the risky business whole thing. But then it's even yeah. better. You know, he does Paradise with the Dashboard Light, but then Jimmy Fallon does the You've Lost That Love and Feeling, and then Cruz serenade. So it's kind of like they're reenacting Top Gun. So like, we don't don't get risky business, but we do get Top Gun. And and here's the weird thing. So like Top Gun is sort of like carpool karaoke in a way, where like they're doing the the sing along to the jukebox. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. And then I texted you, and this is con- this might be too confusing. I texted you during the watching this, and I was like, did Cruz like sort of popularize? doing this kind of thing with Risky Business where he was sort of just like pantomiming and singing along by himself to old time rock and roll. You kind of like didn't know what I was talking about. I don't know if I was no, making No, I knew what you were talking sense, about. I just, I wasn't it, sure if it was true or not. Like, I don't know if, I don't know when lip syncing sort of became a thing. Yeah, because I, I don't know. When I was a little kid, that was one of the first examples I think of lip syncing that I knew. And I was just like, yeah, I don't really recall it ever really being that much of a thing outside of that. And suddenly like it's, it's huge. It's like a huge thing. I look on YouTube and I can't believe how, how big it's become. But um, can you just imagine being that woman in the crowd that gets serenaded by Tom Cruise and Jimmy Fallon? I mean, Jimmy Fallon, oh, whatever, yeah, like yeah. by Tom Cruise and just yeah, you know, that poor him. boyfriend. <laughs> 
I think like Tom Cruise turned around and like shook his hand and was like, "You're a good sport." It's like, well, yeah. what do you expect? So then we go to Mad Lib Theater. It's another Jimmy Fallon thing, and this is you said this was one that I think you added, right? You found this one on YouTube. And you're like, this is actually a lot of fun. What I realized in watching these is that like we've had conversations like with Iceland and things about separating the art from the artist and not really going too much into the private lives. And I think that I've been able to do that so well that I forget that he's a real person. But like watching him, <laughs> I was like, I don't know that he listens to music. Like I can't see Tom Cruise listening to music. So when he's doing the like the weekend song, I was like, this feels weird. And then here when Jimmy, like, I, I would freeze up too. Like I know I'm not putting this on him, but like give me any, any noun. And Tom Cruise is like, uh, what are you asking for? I'm like, guy, just like say a word. Like I, I, it just feels like more like he's kind of like an alien. Like, I, he, I know that he's probably like Tom Brady, for instance, has never eaten a strawberry, right? Like, there's just weird things that are out there. Like, people are in their bubbles, <laughs> but like watching these and like see him as more of like a person or like not as a character, at least, right? Or as a different kind of character. It's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird because I don't think I'd seen a lot of. I don't just. I just don't watch a lot of like talk shows, I guess, because I don't recall seeing him on a lot of talk shows and like getting a sense of his personality and stuff. And you're right, he kind of reminds me of like I think it was when. I was a kid like George Bush the first went to the supermarket and was like what's that beeper thing that you're scanning it on and it was like sir that is like how things work nowadays and we're like <laughs> well you know he's the fucking president like he doesn't yeah. have to go food shopping so it's like that kind of thing and like Jimmy Fallon seems to have like really caught him off guard not like intentionally either but just like hey we're gonna play Mad Libs and it's like he can't turn his brain off to the point to play Mad Libs almost where it's like going and going and going to the point where he's like give me an ad and he's like running dude you're not even like you're just you're right he's like programmed or something and and i don't know maybe that's kind of fun maybe that's why i like this one more is because you could kind of see him cracking and being like i can't like fake this like i have to come clean as myself during this segment and eventually i think he does like i think he ends up loosening up a lot and like realizing i'm completely out of control of this situation and i'm used to having total control of like practically everything you know honestly what this made me wish had happened is watching him on snl like i'm not a big snl person like oh. we've talked about that but like the way that he's like uncomfortable and out of his element and like especially the scene where he's holding a newspaper the way that like nobody's ever held a newspaper <laughs> trying to read cue cards and i was just like this makes me want to have him awkwardly trying to like you know he's a great actor obviously but try to like do this thing he's done comedy but like this new weird thing that never really seems to go normally or really go well like yeah i want to see him like on silly jeopardy or or like try and buy something at target from Kristen wig you know like <laughs> it's just like you're right like he needs to do like an snl has he hasn't right no, there's no way. yeah there's no way that would be a big get for them oh hell yeah and then the final thing we mentioned him earlier tom cruise forces james corden to skydive <laughs> so that last clip and this clip were both while he was promoting mission possible fallout I really liked James Corden trying to run away from Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise with his like arms like pumping. Yeah. Yeah. very famous he's like that's you know that's my best run Tom Cruise like yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty good uh, I just like the whole idea that Tom Cruise is like again like he's like I'm gonna pull a prank on James Corden and like force him to go skydiving for the first time kind of thing yeah but the like, conceit like, is weird but yeah you know nothing's gonna happen to Tom Cruise right so like you you couldn't be more safe in that 
situation, right? Like that is probably like the one time I'd ever go skydiving is if I knew Tom Cruise was like doing it with me <laughs> because yeah. I know yeah. like he's going to survive this. Like there's no way, like I've got no worries. But uh, again, I don't really know James Corden outside of the film Cats. So like I don't have a great sort of like angle on him very much except for like a talky Brit. Uh, and there's tons of great talky Brits, but I don't know him enough to like really get a hand- handle on him and stuff. Um, he kind of reminds me of Benny Hill a little bit. Okay. I think he's going for that, maybe bringing back like that really old sort of like mannered manner. Like he didn't really talk too much. It was just a whole lot of like pushing him away and all that kind of stuff. I felt Tom Cruise was like, come on, man, I'm doing this six times today. You could do it once, right? Like we think we had that kind of conversation on one of the last episodes where it's like, you know, if Tom Cruise is training and jumping out of the airplane, like, all day long, like the least I could do is go once tandem with an expert. James Corden gets a lot of shit, I think, and sort of unfair, undeservedly so. But he's fun. He's funny. He's charming. He's a good singer. Like it just he's has a nice rapport with. I mean, like I like the Jimmy Fallon stuff where he's like, oh man, like the Lemmings, like that, that's so funny. Like that's oh yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. The guy, come on. But like James Corden seems to be like he seems more at ease, like less that he's trying to like impress tom cruise i think i mean he's everybody's mm. kind of doing that because it's the shtick of being a late night show right but like it feels like he mo- is more at home just he's he's willing to make poke fun at himself right like i suppose like jimmy Fallon's like hey guys like we're having a good time like jim james corden's like i'm gonna fall on the ground after i land on the ground and like i'm gonna look terrible doing it but like we had a good time right so yeah that's a good point like i did feel like fallon was trying to sort of dominate the mad libs at one point or like something like that or like all right i'm cool right tom like uh, that kind of vibe or jim corden like doesn't care like he's got a much better sense of self i think and it's like way more confident in who he is whereas like it just seems like fallon's still like kind of finding who who he is maybe i don't know i didn't mean to get that deep and no, analyzing no, no. talk show hosts or anything in uh contact with tom cruise but he reveals who your true self is i guess i guess yeah. that's what it comes down to do you have any other thoughts about any of the clips that we talked about in this show because that's the last of the clips uh i'm gonna search for scott ackerman in gold member if yep. he plays young dr evil i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my shit because like i could picture it now i think that's who you meant and it's incredible because is that why he's never acted again i don't know because he usually asks like sometimes on on bang bang he'll be like so like or like paul f tompkins would be like what movies have you been in and he'll just start like listing his ackerman never brought that up ever so like that tidbit is blowing my mind no he plays young michael kane for sure i just looked it up when is there young michael kane in that movie i don't know i don't know because there's other oh. young there's young versions of other people, right? So Yeah, and the young Michael Caine is footage from a young Michael Caine movie, actually. They use like old footage of him as Austin's dad and and things, so I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to go check that out, see if I can find him in there. The one thing that we meant to cover but we could not find is that Tom Cruise played himself in an episode of The Magic School Bus. Mike did the – he took one for the team and he watched the episode that I thought I found on YouTube. It was not – he was not in there, so it's hard to mistake Tom Cruise or anybody else. So if it's not there, it's not there. But there's an episode of Magic School Bus out there with Tom Cruise in it. So if you have that, find, email a link, run at cageclub.me. But pretty cool. So next week, Mike, you and I have the rankings, counting down our favorite Tom Cruise movies. And in a couple more weeks, we're going to do the Cruises, the award show. So voting is open right now at cageclub.me slash bracket. Also today, as this episode comes out, we have the Toy Story shorts and specials episode. All of the half-hour shorts that are all, I think, on probably on Disney Plus now. We'll do those today on Hanks of the Memories. Next week, 
We're ranking Tom Cruise's movies, and we have Larry Crown. Is that the other Hanks directed movie? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, the one with um, Julia Roberts. Yes, Julia Roberts. Yeah, with the and we're going to have a guest on that episode. Not her again is Michael DeManico. So go check out Not Her Again. Oh, so yeah, and Tom Hanks directed, wrote, and stars in Larry Crown. For all things Cruise Club, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, run at cageclub.me. Vote today, vote early, vote often in the cruises at cageclub.me slash bracket, and come back next week as we count down or count up our favorite Tom Cruise movies in order. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time right here on Cruise Club. Cruise Club.